Welcome to the Film for Impact podcast. This is the place for changemakers to discuss how we can use this powerful medium to create meaningful impact, elevate our culture, and change lives for the better. I'm your host, award-winning actor and filmmaker, DJ Renuka. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Film for Impact. I'm so glad you're here. We have an exciting guest, my friend, TJ Dean Rowley. Woo! So I call my friend TJ. So I'm going to do your bio with TJ, if that's okay. Yeah, um, TJ is an Indianapolis native. He has a passion for impacting his community, for change, growth, and transcendence. TJ began his journey with performance arts at Indiana University, where he graduated with a bachelor's degree in theater and African diaspora studies. And if that wasn't enough, TJ went on to get another bachelor's in biblical counseling. And if that wasn't enough, TJ has an MBA in business administration. Um, TJ is the owner and founder of Actors Cafe Acting Class, an acting school that specializes in on-the-job training for actors, guys. I've been to TJ's classes, let me tell you, They are inspiring, encouraging, educational, everything. TJ is also a movie producer, screenwriter, director, playwright, acting coach, and filmmaker. TJ believes through Christ all things are possible and that filmmaking is an avenue in which lives can be changed and people can be healed, you guys. That is it right there, Film for Impact. I'm so excited, TJ. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in, TJ. Tell me how you became an actor and a filmmaker and a teacher. Like, take me on the journey of how you came to where you are today. Got you. Um, so I always loved acting, um, you know, acting silly and acting out some of my favorite movies and things like that growing up. I was always that silly kid, but I was actually pretty shy, though. And so if you didn't know me, if I got in a room with a lot of people or people I didn't know, I would be really quiet. Um, I was I was really quiet actually growing up. I actually didn't talk until I was five. So they thought there was some issues with me, but uh, I think I was just figuring out what I wanted to say. <laughs> so, um, so in high school, I wanted to get into theater, um, but I was a little immature in my thinking and didn't necessarily, you know, wanted to want to be around the theater the, the people who were involved in theater, um, which was again immaturity in my and my um, myself, because you know later down the line I found out how awesome theater people are. Um, so uh, I graduated from high school and uh, I went went to IU. I went through a, a pre college program called Groups. Um, OGO three is what we were because I graduated in two thousand and three and we started two thousand three. So we called our group OGO three. Uh, some great people that went through that. And like when we got set up in our dorm, so we, we arrived at, uh, we, we arrived at IU like in May. So it was before school started for the fall semester. And we were there for about three months. I made some great bonds, some friends that are still my friends till now um, in that program. But when we got set up and we got our dorm room set up and everything, I went back downstairs for something and uh, one of my friends who graduated from Southport with me, um, who was down through groups, her name is Marsha. She was looking at this poster board that was posted up and it was saying, you know, um, audition for the groups, uh, 2003 stage production of Barbershop. 
So we were doing a, a stage production version of Barbershop. And uh, I walked up to her, and as soon as I stepped beside her, she looked at me. She's like, you need to do this, TJ. And I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, no, you really would be a good actor. And my major wasn't even theater at that time. It was telecommunications. Um, of course, I still was in, in the lane of film and things, but it wasn't theater. And um, I was like, I looked at it. I said, okay, I'll do it, right? So I go in and audition, and lo and behold, I get a leading role. And I still wasn't taking it serious because after I got the role, we had like rehearsal like the following day. Um, and I was late to rehearsal. And um, no, I missed that rehearsal. I totally missed it. And I'm like, you know, I wasn't taking it serious, unfortunately. Again, immaturity on my part. Then the next rehearsal, I was late. So I show up and I walk in. And every because it was like a choir, a choir stand where all, everybody was on the choir stand and the director, Dr. Mumford, who was an amazing man. He passed away a few years ago. He has he impacted so many lives at IU. Dr. Mumford was amazing. Um, he's playing this song and looking at me. And I'm like, I guess it was all set up. So I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, he was like, this your song, boy, this your song. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you singing a solo. You don't want to show up to rehearsal it. You got all this talent, but now you're going to sing a solo. So uh, not only did I get a major role, I sang a solo. Uh, it, I got a, I sing bass, so I got a really, really, you know. Uh, it, it was it was amazing, though, you know. So going through that, had a great performance, sung my solo. It all went well. And um, after that, I was like, man, this, I, I really do like this acting thing. You know, people was like, you did a fantastic job, blah, blah, blah. So I took an acting class. Um and the first acting class, I immediately knew I loved it. Uh, it was just the environment. Um, just the, I don't know, I just love acting. And I'm like, man, I really like this. And went through that class, took a few more. And the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the president over the theater department, uh, he was an older guy. He was really funny. Can't remember his name, but he was really funny. He pulled me out to the side one day and he threatened me, a, a, a nice threat. And he said, if, if you graduate from this school and I find out that you're living your life without using your gift in acting, I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, okay. He's like, I'm going to get you. So you better, you know, he said, I'm going to, let's, he, matter of fact, I think he walked me down to like the student administration center and had me change your major, right? So he's like, change your major needs to be theater. So from there, my major became theater, took all these theater classes, loved it. Um, and then at the, I was always um, interested in, um, you know, African heritage and uh, just the uh, diaspora is, is, it basically means around the world. So African diaspora studies is the study of African people around the world, uh, which is pretty powerful. So I was already taking a lot of those classes. So I just ended up with a double major. And that's how I got. I got into theater um, from there. I mean, I was in all types of plays, uh, Macbeth and um, Our Country's Good was one of my favorite. Uh, uh, Sideman, oh, Sideman was amazing. Um, it, it was it's just great. It was a great experience, great environment. You know, at IU, you know, uh, performing in those shows is like high level uh, theater. So I was pretty used to that and graduated from IU. Long story short, skipping about four years. Uh, <laughs> graduated from IU and everybody was like, TJ, 
go to California. You know, there's a group of us, a group of actors who were planning to go to California. And it's like, TJ, if you come with us, you know, you're guaranteed you're going to be the one, you know. And uh, I, it was a, it was like God. God was like, don't go to California. Go back to Indiana. Go back to Indianapolis and, uh, and blaze your trail there. And he also said, your family needs you there. Um, so I listened, um, and I went back to Indianapolis and, uh, it, it was a challenge at first getting here because it was like a culture shock going from, remember the first play I was in, you know, here it was like a local play and, uh, I had never had to sell tickets. I never had to sell tickets to IU, you know, the crowd was full. That, that was the last thing you was thinking about. Never had to worry about costuming or or makeup or wardrobe. I mean, it was it, it was like Broadway level professional theater. And now I'm in this local play and I got to worry about all these things. And uh, I remember uh, before the show started, I believe the the show was at Christmas Attics, the theater in Christmas Attics. And I remember looking out of the curtain, it was like six or seven people out there. And I'm like, oh God, I should have went to California. <laughs> and, uh, as the guy spoke to me again and said, hey, is this what you love to do? And I'm like, yeah, this is what I love to do. It's like, well, go out there and do it. And do it with like it's a million people out there. That's what I did. I went out there and I brought it. I was the lead, I was the lead character. And uh, it was called Not My Baby was the name of the play. And it, it, it wasn't like Not My Baby, like you are not the father. It was more of like, not my baby, you know, not, that can't happen to us. It was actually um, based around a, a real story that happened in Indianapolis of a, a, a man who was on a death row, um, uh, innocent man on death row. So I played that character, but uh, finished the play, brought it, killed it. And uh, lo and behold, like in the audience, even though it was a small audience, there was like a number of, a number of playwrights, directors who were there and they came to me and I got like three or four roles off of that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This whole listening to God thing works. Right. So, so from there, you know, I just kept, I, I mean, my talent and my drive and my energy kind of led me to continue to get things in Indianapolis. Um, as I was, you know, I was in, 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 in my early time here. And so I directed a lot of plays, acted in a lot of plays, did a lot of things. And as I was doing all these things, a lot of people, actors I would work with were like, you should teach acting classes. You should teach acting classes. And I'm like, no, I'm not a teacher. I'm saying, no, 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 I'm turning everybody down. They kept asking me. And I remember one day we was having like a rehearsal and they were all there and then and came up and they were all like, DJ, you really should teach acting classes. I said, well, if y'all pay me, I'll teach them. They was like, I didn't expect them to say, yeah, I thought they was going to be like, oh, okay, no, we'll see. About it. You know, they're like, yeah, we'll pay you how much? I'm like, okay, let's do this, you know? So first class, took to teach my first class, and um, and it was like, man, I love this, right? I'm like, man, this is crazy. I really love this. And that spurred me teaching classes. Um, what I What I love about teaching acting because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a different, um, act, kind of acting coach, you know, uh, and I don't, I'm not shaming any acting coaches, you know, there are, I think there's some great acting coaches here. Uh, but most acting coaches you run into are going to focus more on, you know, teaching you probably like trying to get jobs, you know, how to get booked, you know, and those things are all important, but I feel like the more important thing is the art of acting. 
mental health, um, you know, self-development. So those are the things I teach and I love. I love working with beginning actors because I like to see someone walk in the room and not have any confidence in their performance, not have any confidence in themselves as actors and to start learning and then they just bloom. And you see this beautiful performer come out of this shell that they were in. And uh, there's, some, there's some great performers right now in the city who I remember sitting down with them. They had no confidence. And uh, uh, I, 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 I remember one, uh, and I'm not gonna say his name because I don't wanna like be like name dropping or anything. Um, but I remember he came and he was so shy and all this. And I was like, I was like, man, you, you got the talent to be like great. And I wasn't just saying that to him. And now this guy is, he's amazing. Um, so that's my passion. Uh, and that's, that's how Actors Cafe came about. Started teaching classes in my living room at home. <laughs> and uh, and uh, next thing you know, was able to, uh, got a studio at Zahi uh, and did, did it there for years. And then now I'm at, I'm at my own studio um, and, and just looking to grow and grow. Ultimately, I would love to be in like a large uh, space um, because again, I'm big on the art and on the job training. So I really want to be able to have sound stages and sets already at the school. So when we're learning, we're filming. And the, the, the premise, one of my biggest, so once I finally accepted the fact that I'm a teacher, TJ, okay, you're a, you're a teacher, you know, and people, I started seeing ways, especially when I went and got my MBA uh, for business. That's why I got my MBA, because I was like, okay, I want to learn more about business. Um, and uh, I started seeing that how these classes were not something that would just impact me and the actor, but how it could help the city as a whole. Because my my goal was okay, and in five that was this was my goal. In five years, I want to try to train 100 to 150 actors. And the reason for that was all of these other great creators that are out here in the city, because there's some amazing creators in the city, they're gonna have a more trained pool of actors to pull from, which ultimately will make our entire culture in terms of with acting grow. Um, and praise God, you know, I, I did hit that mark. You know, I did train all those different actors and yeah, it, 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 I've seen them, you know, make an impact. And a lot of them have also made their own projects and all that good stuff. So um, the goal is just to keep growing um, and keep doing that, keep impacting lives. That's amazing just hearing you know how it's almost like God put signposts around you. Uh, I mean, literally, a big one is having your professor march you down <laughs> to change your major, right. and then people asking you questions, like asking you to teach, and then that's such a that's so beautiful because sometimes people don't hear or listen to the signs around them or God kind of nudging you. Like, it sounds like you, you've been, you know, not maybe reluctantly sometimes, but listening to um, what God's saying. And, you know, he asked for obedience more than sacrifice and you've been obedient. And even if you're like, well, what, what God, are you sure? I don't know. I don't see this, you know, um, I, I felt the same way with directing. I never, I literally would say I'm not a director. I never want to direct. I'm not interested in that. And now I'm directing. 
said I don't want to do documentaries. <laughs> just finished my first documentary that TJ was our production coordinator on. Um, so it's, 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 it, I love that he's so gracious, even if you're like, he's taking you by the ear, like, come this way. And you're like, I don't see it. I don't, okay, okay, God, I trust you. Um, so, and I love how you have tied all of this into wanting to impact our community and impact our filmmaking, acting, enter, our local entertainment community. And we, for those of you who don't know, we just got our tax incentive passed here in Indiana, which people have been fighting for for a very long time. So I'm very excited that your, you know, your obedience in training up people and bringing them confidence um, as this tax incentive happens and more projects will come that they'll have opportunities to be ready for, for what's coming. Yes. And even creating our own kind of ecosystem here. Cause if you're trading people and they're doing more projects, then that's more opportunity for more people and more resources, you know, um, just even just building our, like doing economic development yeah. here. And people don't think arts do that, but arts put a lot of economic development into a city that's very powerful. And um, people don't always know that. When you look at cities' revenues and city things happening, uh, the arts and culture is paramount yeah. to that. So, um, so thank you, TJ, for what you're you know doing for our city. And not only that. Um, your projects themselves are around topics that impact people. You said you're very passionate about um, development and um, self-development and mental health. And, and your projects themselves deal with um, social issues. And so not only are you helping to impact on the side of teaching and, and artist development, but you're impacting on the side of the stories that you tell. Um, and so I want, I want you to talk more about how you look at the stories that you bring to the screen, like what, what's important to you thematically when you're doing that, when you're writing and directing. Absolutely. Um, a key thing that's important to me is, yes, I want it to be entertaining, right? Because it's a film, but that is some, all of my, the way my ideas come to me when I'm writing, they always center around a subject or an issue or a social issue or even something personal that I'm struggling with. Um, and then, of course, I'm a believer, so that's always there. But I don't want my films to ever be like I'm throwing Christ in your face, right? But I'm going to show, hey, the power of Christ is real, and I'm going to show that in the film. Like, for example, my first film was called Status Quo. Uh, I thought of the idea... Um, years before I did it, actually thought of it in, in, in college. Um, it was basically around these, all these characters trying to keep up with the status quo. So everybody is, is a romantic comedy. Everybody's lying, right? Everybody's telling a lie in some way to keep up with the status quo. Uh, you know, you had the, the guy who's really not from the streets trying to play the tough guy, trying to act like the baller. Uh, you had a, a young lady who wants to be a performer, but Actually, she had a drinking problem, so she had she had a role in Broadway, and her drinking got her kicked off of Broadway, but now she's back in town with her friends, and she's pretending like she's still on Broadway. You got the 
athlete who who he had a he's a bit of a hothead and had a, had an opportunity to make it perfect to professional level on playing football, but a hothead got into a fight at the club, got a concussion. Now he can't even play, but he's still front like he is. You you had the, the of course the romantic comedy has the love story. You had these two two people who are in love, but they're trying to deny. So it was all in where where that came from was just being around people and how we all tend to kind of twist the truth in order to feel comfortable with the group to keep up with the status quo and. Ultimately, that film spoke to the fact that your actual power is in being different. When you stand out and say, hey, I'm, I'm okay with being different. I'm okay that, that I'm not like everyone else or that I don't go about things how everyone else does or that I may have a failure in my life. I'm going to face that and, and facing those things actually brings you who, to who you are. And of course, the, the, the theme there was also that you can't really discover, in my opinion, as a believer, and I'm not pushing that on anyone, but in my opinion, as a believer, you truly cannot know your true self in its most powerful form without the power of Christ and the gospel and all of that great stuff that keeps my blood pumping and keeps me moving. Um, and so, and when I did that, you know, that was the first film. I remember uh, I had been thinking about the idea for years and uh, the guy who I shot it with, um, Tobias uh, with Lion's Blood. We lived next door to each other. This whole story got that. But we had had this, we called it the rain talk. So we had just been chilling outside of the house talking. And then it started raining. And we chose to stay out there and talk. And we started talking about our movies. He had our idea and I had status quo. And through that talk, by the end of it, we was like, we're going to do it. I was like, I'm going in the house. I'm about to write the script right now. Like, I'm getting on it. You know what I mean? And I did it. You know, uh, it could be, it, it really came out like boom, 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 boom. And so we call that the rain talk. And that kind of spurred things. And from there, you know, I, I just always try to keep some type of theme. I like to have fun. You know, I like to like, you were actually in 421, which was hilarious, you know, and 421 was not not necessarily your typical Christian film, right? It it, it dealt with you know marijuana and, 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 and different things, so it did have its own, but it still had a theme of if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything, right? So I just I think that film truly is an agent for change. Uh, I listen to T. Jakes a lot, and I love what he said one time. He was talking about uh, the parables that Jesus tells, and he said if Jesus was Alive today, he'd be a filmmaker because that's and if you look at it, that's Jesus always told stories. You know, he always told stories. That's how he communicated. And I think that film is one of the most powerful avenues because we can communicate so much and you don't have to be direct. Right. You can be indirect or you can be direct if you like or you can you can, you know, kind of make it like a where it makes people think or you can make it fun or like whatever you want to do it. It is just such a voice. And I love I love the challenge because I'm an independent filmmaker. So I love the challenge of trying to get better with every film. You know, taking my quality to the next level with every film. Um, learning different things. You know, filmmaking is stressful, uh, especially when you, you work it as independent and you don't got a crazy budget. You know, you got to make things happen. You run into problems that you have to solve. But when it's all done and you're sitting there watching it, it's just like, yeah, this is what's up. And the people's reaction, right? You know, I've, I've had people say, you know, 
that film changed my perspective on life or that film encouraged me to, to do this. Or, you know, I've even had students, um, I had a student who literally said she was going to commit suicide. Um, the, uh, like one night, but she, something said, reach out to TJ. Yeah. And, uh, we talked. So, you know, these things are, it's not just about entertainment. It's, and it's not about being popular. And it's not about, I'm not really, don't get me wrong. I want, I, I would love a big contract with Disney or something like that. I'm not, so Disney, if you, if you've been thinking about hit me up, I do want it, but I, I, I don't, I don't make that the center of my success. It's about impact. That's why I love what you're um, what you're doing with this podcast because that impact, this world needs it. So um, it's gonna keep pushing that. Well, yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think it's so wonderful, and it, I mean, it's, it's so true what you're saying. You know, a lot of us, our experience with film, generally we see the stars and the celebrity and the awards, but what people don't know is that it's a it's a labor of love like to make a film even if you see a film you think is crappy somewhere out there for someone to finish the film <laughs> and get it somewhere it's it's such a um lift it's such a you know you have to bring in so many people resources time like but it's um it's more than that it's you're dealing with people and so it's a vehicle it's it's so many things like there's the story itself it's the journey of it getting made it's the people that you deal with and i love what you're saying um with that that woman that was able to call you and the holy spirit saying reach out to tj and just you being able to be there like her life was saved yeah and so this is to me the power of media it's a it, to me it's life and death like maybe we're not doing surgery but even if you think about the images even statistics and research the images of black men in media yes. correlates to their life um because and it's people know this and so being committed to telling these uplifting stories and showing the truth of people's lives and showing the dignity of people um, and also having fun because I one thing I do enjoy about your films is you know it, you be laughing like it would just hit you like <laughs> you weren't expect like you always have this um, it's you TJ like I know you and so like you're passionate you're serious about your work but then you're also really fun and really funny and it's like seeing your personality and what you create is pretty awesome and i i love it. i i really enjoy it i there's always going to be an element of you know tj <laughs> antics in there <laughs> it's great um yeah so i wanted to i guess you've kind of explained it but if you would sum up your your you know personal mission in life when it comes to your work what would you say absolutely um it's multifaceted. Um, one of the big motivations is my sons, um, both of my sons, of course, but particularly my oldest son, he struggles with autism. And I want him when he grows up to be able to look at my life as well as the same way my wife feels um, and say, I can do anything I put my mind to. Um, that's one of my goals because again, I'm making films 
mostly on my own. Um, of course, I've, I've been growing, been able to get some investors and some great things have been happening, but it pretty much started with on my own, um, still have, you know, everybody's, there's still actors and still things involved, but there's, and you know this as a filmmaker yourself, there's a hundred to one reasons to stop, reasons to quit, reasons not to do it. Even when you get it shot and you sit down to edit it, now here comes a hundred new reasons to quit, right? And to, and I love how you said, even if it's a film that people may say, man, that was terrible quality, blah, blah, blah. Someone put their time and they completed it and they got it out there. And I feel like that's, like you said, that's not just film, that's life. Because life always gives us a reason to quit. Life always gives us a reason to be sad or depressed. Life always gives us a reason to say that we can't make it or that we're not good enough. And so that's one of the reasons that that's one of my big things is when it's all said and done, when people think of Tajadine Riley, I want them to be inspired. You know, I want to inspire the people at the lowest points. I want to inspire the people who are who, who aren't who aren't um, the chosen you know, ones off the top, the underdogs, the, 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 the those who are oppressed. Um, and it's not just people of color because there's people, there's all kinds of people who go through different things. But of course, as a man of color and a, a, per, a man who, you know, comes from um, the at-risk environment of being in the hood, uh, you know, I understand that. I, you know, I, w- I want, a, if, if there's a young guy who grew up in Brightwood and he's like, oh, Tajadine, he, he grew up in Brightwood? Like, yeah. No, so, so you're not, you're not, you're not chained by your environment or even where you are. Um, but the other part of it is just impact, like actually saving lives, changing lives, giving opportunities. Um, you know, a lot of my students, I filter them right because it's on the job training. We filter right into the classes. You know, that's impacting lives and giving people opportunities and, 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 and really just building a platform. You know, one day I do want to be at a place where, you know, where when you look back at my catalog, you know, it's 200 movies. Like, still really was not playing. Like, yeah, you know, because I don't want to regret not using the gifts God gave me. I don't want to regret not putting out the ideas that God put inside of me that, that he said, hey, these can impact people. Um, especially with this day and age, you know, we, we have the ability to put things on YouTube and things like that or even on Amazon, wherever you want to put it, and it'll be there. You know, it's going to be there as long as technology is available. And if that stuff start crashing, then we probably at the end anyway. So <laughs> it's going to be there, right? So to, to be able to leave. That's what I'm talking about. I just got the joke play hit. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. want to make that everlasting impact, impact lives, um, uh, share my gifts with humanity, um, make memories, um, and just do the beautiful things that film does, uh, as well as get better. That's my goal with every film is to get better, you know, to grow, to, to try new things, um, you know, try different devices with the, with, with the film, you know. Um, so I'm always thinking about that. You know, my first film was like, okay, make it as simple as possible because you have no budget, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, but as I'm progressing, you know, and learning, and it's, it's just like, it's like something that, that's why it's art, because art, has no um, end point. Art is a journey, right? You look at any, even even the highest level actors, they still go to acting classes, you know? 
they still learn. It's, it's still because it's a journey. It's a it's a way of life. And um, I just pray uh, and I claim it, you know, that um, when I, when I, when it's all said and done, people like me and you um, and there's so many others that we just leave such an imprint on the world that uh, it'll be undeniable. They'll write books about us. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, the wonderful thing with film, you know, they kind of live on so you could your impact could continue generations down the line. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm a parent. I have a spouse. You're a parent. You have a spouse. You have children. How do you balance all of those things um, in your life and continue to make progress? I don't. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible though. Actually, you shouldn't have asked you that because I don't really believe that you can balance those things. Yeah. It's, so how do you navigate? Right. That's the word. Navigate. What I've learned is valuing moments um, because when you're really, really busy, when you do have time to yourself, even if you're with your kids or with your spouse, you could kind of still be working in your mind. So you're not really in the moment and what i've tried to make sure i do is when i'm with my family when i'm with the kids that i really enjoy that moment um prioritizing being doing things on purpose um not not devaluing 10 minutes it's crazy what 10 minutes of um of, of a quality conversation with your spouse can do um just actually um because i was studying for this uh, ministry that we're going to do at the church uh, here this weekend. So I was studying the five love languages. I was reading that book and uh, I was reading quality time. And uh, I was like, wow, you know, it, it really opened my eyes. Even though I read it before, but you know how when you reread something, you get new stuff. And it really opened my mind to 10 minutes could fill up the love tank of your, your significant other for the next 10 days, you know, um, being um, forgiving, uh, because there's going to be times when you're making films and doing all these things, you're just not going to be around like like your spouse may want, and they're probably going to get on you, right? They're going to say something. They're going to, and, and they may say it, and it may be, it may seem harsh at the time, um, but having that grace to understand, because uh, you know, earlier in my in my marriage, those times would really make me mad. Oh, I don't understand. They don't care. You know, blah 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 blah. blah whatever I'm thinking, right? But then as I started to mature, and I'm still maturing, I'm far from it, but as I start to mature as a husband, I realize the reason she's saying those things, no matter how harsh it may sound, is because she does care, because she does desire my time. And uh, that's a blessing to have somebody in your life who actually values that you on that level, that they want to spend time with you, that they think of time with you as important and that they value that. So flipping my way of thinking, um, stepping out of the selfishness. As creators, we can be a little selfish because we're creators, right? And it's like, we're so used to fighting against the world, a world that's trying to tell us not to create what we're going to create. So that's how we survive. But taking that same mentality into your marriage can break it apart because that doesn't work there. You know, because what happens is I found myself making my spouse the enemy, like, like she's on the outside of this project. She doesn't want this movie done. She blah, 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 whatever I may be thinking and learning that that's not the case. So really changing my thinking, um, being humble, communicating, 
um, being intentional um, and definitely enjoying those moments, no matter how small they are. Um, and, you know, when you start now, when you start succeeding, it helps a little bit because then it's like, you know, hey, that helped pay that. Right. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I got to go film this because, you know what I'm saying? So that helps, you know. Um, but I, I think those things um, have really helped us grow. Uh, and and, and my, my, my wife is amazing because she's on the flip side is learning and growing and, and, and seeing, okay, this is, this is what he's trying to do and, and supporting me. And, and then of course she's a creative herself. She's, she's a, a gospel artist. So, you know, it's, it's, it, it is challenging and there's really no formula. And I, I, like you said, I don't think there's a way to balance it per se, but there is a way to navigate it in a way to make sure that you're treating the person right. And that, and that you're not forgetting that they need you as well as your kids. Absolutely. It's so powerful what you said, the power of the moments. Um, it's so true. Just 10 focused minutes, like even with your kid, it means so much. I mean, it really does fill up like 10, 15 minutes that you're fully present rather than kind of, like you said before, thinking about something in the background, but no, just being fully present. Um, they, cause they know yeah. if you're not there and they feel that, but it's so powerful and it's, it's less time than you think, because I remember when my kids were little and I'd be working and try to figure out and I would just be like, Oh, but then understanding, like after 15 minutes, they were tired of me. Right. <laughs> I just focused on rather than an hour of them tugging at me, right. I just 15 minutes and they're like, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to play with my t Legos or whatever now. And it just, um, really surprised me and then also um, my husband's also a creator um so just sharing the, our visions with each other um you know we've been married for 20 years now so it was you know in the beginning woo, 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 thank you Jesus. in the beginning it was also you know a pull and push you know trying to figure out things together and uh and and but it's beautiful to see over time how our art forms can intersect yeah. with your spouse. Um, but I think that would be a whole other conversation is creative spouses. And for those of you who don't know, TJ and I, uh, our spouses, we have like a, a friend group where we kind of meet up to encourage each other. And it's uh, like four couples and we're all creative and so I think it might be fun to have like kind of a group conversation about creativity and couplehood and see um, how to navigate that together so and I think my next question was about being in marriage with another creative and you already talked about that so um, I guess I would like to ask you and I, I definitely want you to come back to talk more because you have such a wealth of knowledge and you're so encouraging and inspiring um, and, and a, an amazing artist as well. So I just would love to have you come back and you guys, TJ has such an amazing story. Um, even more, more things like it's just um, amazing. And so I, I, I want to, you already have an invitation for a part two, um, but to end up, like, how can people get involved with you, find you, join your class? Um, do you teach virtually? 
things like that. Absolutely. Definitely have virtual options. Uh, you can actually go right to our website, actorscafe.biz. So actorscafe.biz. We'll put it in the show notes. Every, yeah, everything uh, you say is put uh, in the show notes. And there's a once you get there, there's a button that says start today, and it'll take you to an e-form just so we can get to know you better. And then we'll, once you fill that out, we'll be getting right back with you. Um, so, yeah, we have in-person options as well as virtual. And, uh, of course, I'm on um, uh, Facebook, Tajadine Riley. Uh, it's the regular spelling of my name. We also have a Facebook page for Actors Cafe Acting Class, Actors Cafe Acting Class, um, as well as Instagram, Tajadine. Um, yeah, reach out to us. We'd we'll love to connect with you. What are you working on next? So I have a few things going on. Um, uh, I have, so we're always doing projects within the class. So usually anytime, um, you, you, we usually do about maybe five, maybe 10 classes, then we do a project. Um, so we're editing a project called Accuracy uh, that deals with friendship. Um, it's, it's, it's a different style that I deal with this one. Uh, it's pretty fun. And then I have another group finishing up and we'll be filming a, uh, a short called Deals, uh, which is pretty awesome. Also currently uh, directing a film called Forgot About Us. That's a comedy. Uh, it's, it's written, uh, it has a powerful story of uh, the, the gentleman, uh, Richard Tyson, who wrote it. He actually wrote it while he was incarcerated. Um, he did 10 years and he wrote it while he was incarcerated. And uh, I worked on a project called Bell Family Christmas. Um, I directed that and he was the DP. And um, after that, he was like, man, yo, I, I love how you direct. It's like, just understand this is my baby and I want you to do it. And blah, blah. I'm like, yes, let's do it. So working on that, um, as well as uh, we have Fresh Start, the movie that uh, that just uh, pretty much got finished. Uh, we actually are going to have a showing tonight um, of it here at the church. And we're trying to connect with, because it deals with mental health, mental, mental health, mental health. It deals with mental health. <laughs> It deals with mental health and um, and really the stigma around uh, seeking therapy. Um, we want to really tear that stigma down, especially in our communities. Um, it's, it's a big stigma around it. Uh, so we're looking to partner uh, with different mental health providers. Um, anyone who wants to wants to partner, um, please reach out. You can for that. You can email me directly, uh, tajadineR at yahoo.com. Uh, please reach out if you're a mental health provider or you're just inter interested in mental health or if you just want to see a movie or anything like that. So or if you're an advocate for mental health. Yes, yes, it's it's because it's so important. Um, so those are a few of the things. I'm, oh, and, uh, and, and you didn't know this, but I started writing Operation Marriage Rescue, which is a musical Yay. on the song. So um, it took everything for me not to hit you up randomly at like 12 o'clock at night. And be like, Get out of so, you're you're allowed to. Okay, sounds good. You're gonna really like it. You're in the inner circle. So. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm I'm just really excited about what God is doing, and um, just want to keep growing. Amen. Amen. That thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today, and um, I hope you guys were able to get some nuggets of inspiration. Um, I'd love to hear, you know, comment. You know, send your questions, send your comments. Um, thank you so much, TJ. I look forward to having you back again on Film for Impact. Sounds awesome. Thank you for doing this.